This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap at Aziza in San Francisco. Chef Morad Lalo, good to see you, friend. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Awful. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that makes the two of us. <laughs> Living my best pandemic life. Yeah, I mean, the same here. Um, this has been a year for the ages, man. Like, I've never expected or seen anything like it. Uh, but I'm just glad we're still here and we're still trying to figure this shit out and, 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 and move from it. Listen, Murad, as I say, when we've talked about this, if you have love in your heart, food in the fridge and a roof over your head, you're ahead of, and you're, and you're healthy. We're ahead of many, many people. A fat bank account doesn't help you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't look at me. I love that you looked right beyond me when you said that. Um, Morad, I mean, our industry, our friends, our brothers, our sisters uh, in this industry, from being at the top of the mountain, like a juggernaut or a freight train in the middle of the night, uh, we've all been shaken up and it's been uh, challenging in so many ways. Uh, you've created a parklet. Um, if you were to be tapped on the shoulder in 20 years from now and someone says, hey, what was that whole period about? What will be the takeaway for you when you look back at this? Um, how would you describe it to someone who didn't live through this? Um, literally, the only thing I would say is like it was the biggest shit show of my life. It was the, the moment um, that, that changed my life and everybody's life. As I said earlier, this has touched everybody in one way or another. And if I were to describe this 20 years from now, I would say it's the most challenging, most difficult, uh, to say the least, most difficult, most challenging uh, moment of my life. Um, It literally took, it is almost like, you know, you plant your life and the roots are spreading, you know, in the ground. And the older that tree is, is living, the deeper the roots are and the safer you feel. And this, this pandemic basically felt like somebody came and uprooted everything, sure. left it up to dry, and you're just trying to scramble to make sure that this tree survive. Well, listen, you've put the parklets up, and we've had a seasonally, unusually favorable winter season so far. Mm-hmm. The sun's shining, blue skies, but we know how it can be in San Francisco. Um, what does it take to create a parklet? Uh, what did it take out of you, you know, just financially, creatively, uh, to put these up? Well, what was the process, and what did you create here? Well, when, when the pandemic hit back in March, and we were faced with the takeout, you know, concept, we had to pivot at that point, 
and we did the best we could and we had to figure out that shit. I mean, it was not easy. It's not an easy transition yeah. to go from doing sit-down dinners to doing takeout food. You know, no. everything goes in the box. So we had to pivot at that point. After that came the outdoor dining uh, where we built the parklet. So from the financial perspective, it was really hard to do because everybody was doing the same thing and the contractors and the materials. It was scarce. Sure. Uh, we, you had to wait. You have to outbid other people. But we were able to, to get it done and we scrambled and we did everything we could to make it look nice for people to feel comfortable. And I think we've achieved that. Um, spiritually, to be honest with you, and professionally, we had to do everything we could to change the food so it can sit outside while there's you know, uh, cold weather and there's wind and there's dust and there's noise and all that shit. <laughs> and basically, you transform your food. Sure. So like, because you have to maintain the quality and the integrity of your cuisine, which, as we know, is best served on a warm plate yeah. in a warm room in a lovely dining room. It's where we, we're here, you know, in an empty dining room. But you're having to transform what you do. Uh, for an outdoor setting, and that's that's a challenge. It is a challenge, and it's not something that you can convey to every single customer. It's like, hey, listen, shit is different. Yeah, we're not indoors. We're not in control anymore. Like, there's element. There's like uh, the weather. We could be sitting there having dinner, and all of a sudden, it starts to sprinkle. What do you do? Yeah. You know, um, all of a sudden there's like uh, an ambulance or there's a fire truck and people are covering their ears like, oh, this is horrible. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's, these are the new times. Um, so from that perspective, we, we've tried to make it as comfortable as possible. Uh, we changed the food. We, we reconcepted. Uh, but then comes the, you know, the question that is really pressing, and that is the health aspect of it. Sure. Does it make sense for us to be out there? Yeah. Does it make sense for our staff to be in contact with all these people? No matter how much precaution we take, no matter how much we follow the guidelines, no matter how much we try to be safe and try to do the right thing, there is a higher risk of contamination in an environment like this. There's contact between people who are not living in the same household. Sure. So for me, you know, that was a big question initially. Because you're, you're in the, you're, people always talk about you being in the food business. You're in the health business. At the core of what you do, you are in the health business. People are trusting you with their lives and have done for a couple of decades to, to know that whatever comes out of your kitchen, it's going to be healthy and it's going to be safe and they're going to leave here well. Yeah, and this is why, like, from the get-go, I really fought hard with the mayor's office, with the governor's office to make sure that restaurant employees and bar employees are considered essential workers. Sure. Uh, because, they are. Because we needed to feed people. And at, at the beginning of the pandemic, we felt like for us to stay open, it was not to make money. Yeah. We knew this from the get-go. Sure. It was not to make money. And we're still not making money. We're still yeah. losing money. Yeah. But for us to be open is to feed the community, mm -hmm. um, is to keep a few people on payroll, um, is to help as much as we can and keep the lights on so that in case we reopen and we didn't know how long we're going to be shut down in case we reopen it's not going to be starting from the beginning sure. starting from scratch yeah. so going back to square one um, it's like we have a leg up we have like a little advantage of keeping everything going and the refrigerators are still running and the freezers are running and everything is working and you're doing a couple of things you're giving your team members purpose when they get up in the morning mm -hmm. and uh, enabling them to make sure they can put food on the table for their families. Absolutely, and it was helping a lot when 
people were getting the the stimulus package money, you know, the six hundred dollars a week. That helps. Uh, it doesn't help. It fucking saves a lot of people yeah. from yeah. from leaving the state and sure. from leaving the city yeah. and going back to where they came from and living with their families again, yeah. so they don't have to pay rent. But when that ended at the end of July, that's when shit hit the fan. That's yeah. when people start to struggle. That's when people start to feel like they can stay here. And unfortunately, up to today, we're still losing people mm. where they stayed here as long as they could, but they can't do it anymore. Yeah. So they're going back east. They're going back to the Midwest. They're going back to their families and they're going to like just to try to manage to survive with as little as possible until they can go back to work. I know that you've been working with a lot of other chefs, a lot of other people in the community to make sure that politicians are hearing what they need to hear, which is that this industry needs help. Are you being heard? And what are the next steps? What's what's next on the agenda? Um, I think we, by creating the Barrier Hospitality Coalition back in March when, when this happened, um, we were very effective at, at galvanizing the community of chefs and, and restaurant people. Yeah. And we, we, we created this voice that was heard and people paid attention, the mayor paid attention, the governor paid attention, the senators paid attention, and we were able to push our food policy and initiatives um, a lot further than most people thought. Um, however, when the money dried out yeah. and when the first stimulus package went through and that went away and people start to suffer again at the end of July, uh, that's when we we hit a wall, and we needed the, the 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 Congress to pass the Restaurant Act, where we can get that money yeah. that will give us a safety net. Sure. It's not it's not so much it's money that will allow us to survive. Yeah. It will give us a shot yeah. at surviving. Sure, it's it's just will give us a chance to survive, and and I'm afraid that we we are not being heard this time around. Yeah. I'm afraid uh, Mitch McConnell and his and his posse. Yeah. Um, basically said we've had enough there are other more pressing things and they basically they're letting the restaurant community die willingly they say we can't do anything more for you if you need to die you need to die and that's just a fact um i'm hoping that with with i mean the 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 house passed the 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 bill the senate has been you know sitting around and, and 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 taking breaks and doing all the things that they've been doing ignoring this this bill um, they're going back and they're trying to pass it. Uh, it's not going to be the $2.5 trillion that the Democrats are asking for. It probably would be less than a trillion dollar. But sure. in that trillion dollar, I can promise you that the Restaurant Act is not going to be included. And if that happened and the shutdown of the outdoor dining happened as well, you probably will lose 80 85% of the restaurant, the small restaurants, small businesses, that, that will depend on that money. You will lose them forever. They're not going to be able to come back. Every main street, every high street, every little neighborhood across this town of San Francisco, across the Bay Area, across California, across the country, is going to look very different. It will look very dif- different. And if you lose these this businesses, you're not just losing the businesses and the, the unique places that, that make you feel rich in your life, mm-hmm. but you're also losing the neighborhoods. You will have a Starbucks everywhere. Yeah. You will have a Denny's. You will have a McDonald's. You will have like the big corporation that have deep pockets that can take over the spaces that we have now. Yeah. And every neighborhood will be the same. Every single neighborhood will be the same. It's not going to be Hayes Valley anymore. It's not going to be Soma. Yeah. It's not going to be the Richmond District. It's going to be like a bunch of clusters that basically are cookie cut. And it's going to be the same. I'm hoping for not. 
it's not looking good. I'm hoping um, there will be a shift. I'm hoping that uh, if uh, things change in the Senate, as they may do after January 5th, that we'll get some help on the way because, boy, we need it. For now, I'm asking everyone every day. I'm telling my friends, uh, followers, uh, to go and support the restaurants and do whatever you can. So I know Aziza, I just ordered my food uh, and I've come to pick it up. Um, so what do you say to friends and what do you say to people who've been customers? What do you say to them right now? Um, the first thing I'm going to say is thank you. People have been tremendous in supporting us. People have been tremendous in support, supporting small businesses. The response that we've had so far since March has been overwhelming to, to say the least. People gave us a chance to figure things out. When we did the takeout you know, thing, um, we were making so many mistakes and the food was not traveling well. The packaging was falling apart in the middle of the, of the trip. But people were so nice. People were so forgiving. They're so accommodating. They're so willing to give us a second chance. And we figured that, that, that thing out. And throughout the process, they were, they were amazing. So I want to say thank you. That was, that was something that literally is overwhelming. The second thing is, is we, all, we are all suffering. Um, we are all in this together. Uh, we will get through it, as you said. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. But let's just be kind to each other. Let's stay safe. Let's, let's not be you know, anxious to just get back to whatever we had before. Life will be different forever. It will never be the same. And rightfully so. The system was broken before. The restaurant system was broken before. The restaurant world was broken before. And this is an opportunity for us. Let's just take this as an opportunity to make it better. Let's take this as an opportunity to, you know, make the changes that needed to be made before we, we shut down. And I think once we get to the other side, once we get to, uh, you know, going back to a new normal, I think we'll be more appreciative of each other and we'll be kinder and we'll be more loving towards each other because at the end of the day, it's just food. At the end of the day, life goes on. Uh, let's just be safe and, 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 and protect other people and not put them in a situation where they're gonna get infected and get sick and possibly die and, and just be patient. Well, Morad, um, I'm giving you a big hug of love, brother. brother. I can't wait to give you a proper one. You know that's coming for now. I'm just gonna touch your knee. Um, as the Beatles said, all you need is love. And a mask, and keep six feet and, distance. And a couple million dollars. <laughs> Tell us, brother. I love you so much, love man. Too, Hang in there, Thank you. friends. Uh, do whatever you can to support your restaurants and save our restaurants. And go online, see what they're doing. If you can order food to pick up or to go, and buy a certificate, whatever works. More on Chef Morad's story. You'll find it at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Is my food ready? It is ready. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.